0: You're listening to Hogwarts Radio, Muggle Harry Potter podcast, bringing you the latest from around the Wizarding World. This is episode 169 for June 28, 2015. And welcome to Hogwarts Radio This is episode 169 I'm Terrence Kingston.
1: I'm Grayson Smith
0: And, and that's it <laughs> and that's, that's, that's it for again. the day. Yeah.
1: Well, because everyone heard that you were back hosting the show And they all fled Whatever the the hills. No, I didn't, They I didn't were know. They were like, well, it was so good under Grayson's regime That I, I don't want to do this <laughs> Regime? A, a you, you make yeah. it
0: sound like it was like a, a military operation or something like that Well, the I mean, regime. it was The Smith Regime yeah.
1: Yeah, it was because I just completely—I shut down your appendix and I took over this. You know, that's what I did.
0: I I know, I know, and I was out for a bit, but it, it, I'm I'm happy to be back. And you did an amazing job with those things. I was, I was surprised.
1: Surprised? Why are you surprised?
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've I just I podcasting
1: was... since since what? What? I was like 14, so I think I can handle <laughs> it at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what What was surprising about
0: it? I don't know. You just, you sounded, you sounded great. You sounded like you were enthusiastic. You were happy to be doing it.
1: Yeah. Well, because my role when you're the host is to act like I'm not enthused and just be like, uh eh, boring. And like, it's kind of like, like being cool and cynical. But when I'm the host, I got to take on new responsibilities.
0: Oh, so. gr- good. Good. Well, I'm yeah. glad that you assumed that responsibility because I our, I'm sure our listeners appreciated it. But we're back this week and it, it's great to be back. And it's great to be back with you, Grayson. I oh, think, thank you. uh... I think uh we make uh the dynamic duo we make a heck of a team
1: yeah, I mean i yeah, I guess you can call us that I mean there's maybe' some more deserving people of the dynamic duo title, but I guess <laughs> I guess we're pretty good too so
0: well, I'm excited because we have a great show planned we have some we have some amazing news that j. k. Rowling uh tweeted about, you know, you,
1: know, you know it's news to me I, w- I want to say it's news to me that we have a plan for the show <laughs> we, you know, you know usually. News.
0: Usually we just end up winging it, right?
1: I mean, not usually. Like, if it's, if, yeah, if I'm on the show, yeah, I guess so because I don't read the show notes. But I, I, I thought that <laughs> normally there's more of a plan. But uh, yeah, okay, that's a big news story, though. <laughs> yes, no plan, that is, right?
0: But I'm, hey, I'm excited because J.K. Rowling has been very active on Twitter, and it's been mm. over a year and a half since she confirmed. That there's going to be a Harry Potter stage play. And it looks like there just might finally be some news about what the play is going to be called and what it's going to entail. Uh, According to the Daily Mail, the play will be called Harry Potter and the Cursed Child and will cover the experiences of Lily and James Potter before they were killed by Lord Voldemort. If true, this differs somewhat from the previous information we had about the play, which said that the show would be... uh, about Harry's early years, presumably with the Dursleys. Of course, it's entirely possible that the play could really do both. Now, reportedly, the play will open in the summer of 2016, and tickets will go on sale this autumn. What's more, the Daily Mail is reporting that casting has already begun. So, J.K. Rowling has been really active on Twitter about this, and she confirmed uh, just a few days ago... Uh, that the play will be called Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, opening in London next year. And she goes on in further set of tweets saying that it will tell a story which is the result of a collaboration between writer Jack Thorne and director John Tiffany and myself. And she goes she didn't want to say much more because she didn't want to spoil what she knows is going to be a real treat for the fans. But she confirmed that it is not a prequel.
1: Well, that that's what I'm that's what I'm confused about because I've read that too, but you, with the stuff you just said seems like it is a prequel, probably. right?
0: It it would seem like that. I mean, what, gosh, what qualifies as a prequel? I mean, is it set up for the main story, or is it just, you know, can it be something about what happened in Harry's life at that particular time, or I'm sorry, oh, well. at, at Lily and James's life?
1: No, to me that that's that's not a prequel like to me a prequel is say like x-men first class where it's like you go back a generation and look at all those people that like that i I don't know i I mean i i guess that makes sense it's not a prequel but it sounds to me like i don't know because to me for in the in this sense i feel like a prequel is anything within the storyline of the first seven books i mean i don't know
0: so would you say a prequel would be like maybe something off of harry's story you know him with the Dursleys? That would be a prequel?
1: No, I would think if I was going to think prequel, I would think like um like that James and Sirius uh, on the motorbike story. That to me is a prequel kind of thing. Right. Um I don't see anything to do with Harry bef- before he goes to Hogwarts or when he's at Hogwarts to being a prequel. I mean I mean being a not being a prequel. I don't, I mean I don't know. I'm confused now. I'm confused <laughs> myself. But, but I, <laughs> I think I yeah you know, I guess it's not a prequel technically, but I guess what I inferred from that not a prequel is that it will be. It's probably stupid of me, but I assume it might, might be a sequel or some kind of like little spinoff story. But I don't know. You said maybe Harry's life with, with the Dursleys. That to me would not be very exciting to see. I mean, I don't know. It sounds kind of boring. And then and then seeing James and Lily. I mean, yeah, it's cool. But well, it- she said that she said that that that, that, that you'll we yeah. will all see why it had to be this medium and not a book but I don't really know how those two stories that, could be right. really that exciting as stage plays.
0: Well, it, it I mean, and she confirmed that, that as well, as you just mentioned, um, the, to answer one inevitable and reasonable question, why isn't Cursed Child a new novel? And she goes, I'm confident that when audiences see the play, they'll agree that it was the only proper medium for the story. However, can't you adapt the?" A uh, anything into a book. I mean, you can adapt a movie into a book, or you know, usually the other way around. But you can yeah, adapt yeah. a stage play into a book, or again the other sure. way around. So, I, I mean, I think that
1: maybe maybe it's going to be visually really like if you think about what they did with like um, Spider-Man on Broadway. It's like they had him like coming out into the audience on the on the wire, like he's swinging that kind. Of, it could be something like that where it's just visually really cool. But I don't know. I mean, does this all does this all lead to you, does it seem like to you that we will eventually get a new Harry Potter book? Because it feels to me like she can't stay out of that world, which is good. But I feel like if she's creating new material for it, I think she's eventually going to be like, you know what? I want to write something else, another sequel, or a sequel to this, or maybe a prequel, or whatever. You know?
0: If she does, I don't think it'll be for a very, very long time. I mean, there's new, yeah. there's this whole new digital media platform that she had, just, she's just breaking into over the past. What you know three or four years, I mean Potter Moore just wrapped up um, and released Deathly Hallows uh, this mm-hmm. past week, but i you know i 'm sure there 's going to be other things that she 's going to go in and add and and she 's content with doing that because you know she doesn 't have to meet publishing deadlines she doesn 't have to think of all new different well, do, things do you
1: really think i, I don 't think J.K. rowling has to worry about publishing deadlines i like i mean you think about like someone like uh, George R. R. Martin. He doesn't have to worry about publishing deadlines. Obviously, he doesn't because his book hasn't come out in a, a while. So I, I don't think that any any publisher that is that wants to keep their company is not going to be like J.K. Rowling. You have this deadline. There's no way they'll be like take however long you want with this book. Uh, agreed, but I, there's just, cause it, 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 it's a guaranteed number one bestseller immediately.
0: Right. Well, I mean, uh, almost no matter what it is, I agree with you on that front. But it, it's there's still a certain amount of pressure that comes with writing a, a book. You know, you you have pressure from the fans. You have pressure from you know different different areas. I mean, not just publishing, but people are constantly on you. You know, asking how how is the writing going, or um, what you know what is this going to be about? And you know, like I said, I think she's still pretty content with the digital platform and exploring this whole new world of new media. In, uh, but but
1: to, well, but to me though, I mean, you think about it, like, yeah, Pottermore was definitely one of those things. Now that's over, and then she does the play, which is not old media, it was not new media, it's very old media. But it, it's it's to me, it's like I feel like she can't stop making stories in this world, and she's she's doing choosing other mediums to present the, the stories in the same ways they've been presented presented before. But I feel like this all roads inevitably lead to her writing something else in the Harry Potter universe, an actual book, because that's where she comes from with that you know i mean i, I don't know I, I i feel like i feel like she can't separate herself from it but
0: what about i mean what would that new book be about i mean she's closed the door on harry's world i mean not harry's world but harry's story
1: um well people would love to see the the journeys of his kids and, and i i don't know where you go villain wise that kind of thing with that kind of series but i'm not jk rowling so i don't i don't have that idea i, I guarantee though she's thought about it multiple times I don't know. I just I feel I feel like not maybe not in the next year, but maybe like in the next five or so years. I think that she's going to try to write a, a further continuation of that world. That's an that is actual book and it's not Pottermore. Just the, like some new information, but mostly just the same kind of stuff.
0: I don't know. Even whenever she's still busy with the Corman Strike series, which by the way is rumored to be seven books.
1: I don't know. She'll go seven on that one. I don't know though, but I, well, it's just like, it's like she could have, she could have very easily said, you know what? Harry Potter has made more money than anything, almost anything ever. So I don't need to keep the brand awareness up. I don't need to keep doing things with it, but she can't stop doing things with it because she could have easily, like she could have easily said again, like I said, it's made as much money as I could possibly imagine. You know, let, let, I'll just I'll let it go. I'll do other pursuits. She has, an, she has done other things, so like you just said, the Corma Strike series. But that world is always there. She's still always talking about Harry Potter and always bringing up Harry Potter and always creating new things to serve the Harry Potter um, fan base. So I don't know. I feel like I feel like again, the the logical conclusion of that is that is writing a another book, another book series.
0: I mean, it uh, would be exciting. I would, I would definitely read it. Yeah. I love everything that has to do with well, the yeah, Wizarding World. You know, who wouldn't? Re- who honestly, who wouldn't read? Yeah, that? even if I mean. It, it, if Harry, even if Harry's kids weren't, and if if it were just about a new character, um, and how they go about their day to day lives in, you know, in that particular world, I think that's what the fans just thirst for. Is is that I see, world? I
1: would be excited about. I, I'd be excited. Well, yeah, but I I think though it needs to be at least somewhat connected to harry i don't know you can't just do like like oh like um you know random order at the department of mysteries or you know or yeah you, know, you can't just do air ministry or whatever you can't just do that because it's like that no one's really interested in that it, it needs to be somewhat connected here that's why i think that the following his kids is the next logical step but i
0: don't know maybe there should be a novelization of the fantastic beast movie <laughs> i don't know i that's going way off that's that's I
1: mean, you realize that there is, there kind of is one, more or or less. Well, yeah, but. They're they're probably, you know what, like you said, like, whenever there's a movie that comes out, there's always a novelization. Star Wars had all these novelizations of it, um, and then it spun off into other actual Star Wars books about different things. And then there's, you know, every movie that comes out, more or less, has a novel adaptation. And and see,
0: the interesting thing about. It's an easy job. The Mm -hmm. really interesting thing about Star Wars is George Lucas opened that universe up. To people being yeah. able to publish stories after you know the, um, the the three original movies that had come out,
1: which yeah, which is really cool. I mean, I think I think then though the problem is that maybe maybe it wouldn't be the problem now because we we've really adapted in how we consume media and how how easy it is to access it. But the, but those Star Wars, but that's that's kind of that segment of Star Wars fans became a really niche thing. It was like like only certain kind of people or certain people read those books. You know, It wasn't like all the people who went out and saw the movies read those further spinoffs. But the people who did read those appreciate it and love that the world is that open where there's like hundreds of Star Wars books about various different characters. And it, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of almost like fan fiction, but very sophisticated it, fan exactly. fiction, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of like that too. But yeah, I, like I said, I, I just feel like, I feel like, again, she just, she, she really keeps the Potter... Name going and it, it it continues on and on and I just feel like she's a writer when she's fil- f- when she's fulfilled the other goals she has I feel like she's gonna come back to it I don't know in what capacity but I feel like she's gonna make a new book. I don't
0: All know. right, you called it here on episode one sixty nine of Hogwarts Radio two thousand fifteen.
1: Yeah. yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I have until the rest of her life to to really to win to win uh, this or, whole argument. Right. So I mean, yeah, yeah. it's kind of a kind of a good bet. <laughs>
0: Um going back to the uh to the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child um they've also uh, updated an official website for the play and it's harrypottertheplaylondon.com and it promises to That's reveal a mouthful. Know, it promises to reveal <laughs> loads of new information in the coming weeks and months so we'll stay on top of this and you know any kind of new developments um we'll be sure to let you know mm. um Real cool uh, piece of Potter history here. Um, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone had uh, was released 18 years ago today, or actually uh, the date this show is coming out, it'll be like two days ahead. But still, it's been 18 yeah. years since Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, I'm sorry, Philosopher's Stone has been released, and uh, and I wanted to uh-huh. wanted to ask you. I don't remember. This particularly, but I'm sure we've talked about it. When was the first time you picked up a Harry Potter book? Uh,
1: um, I was I actually was trying, trying to pin it down the other day because I, I got the paperback version, American paperback version, and I believe it was 1999. Wow, so it, so it
0: was it was yeah. a year after it had been published.
1: Yeah, it it could have been. I, I always get like 99 and 2000 jumbled. It could have been 2000, but it's close. So it, yeah, it was um when did the first movie came out in 01. Yeah, right. Yeah, I seem to remember. So you remember, I, I think I read it Summer of '99 because I remember that I read I then read Chamber of Secrets and I I don't know I don't know when the release dates for all these were, but I know that I had Chamber of Secrets then next, and then like I like a few months later, I remember I went to um, I went to the like Sam's Club or something with my grandma, and I walked in, but the third book's right there, <laughs> <laughs> and, like I, I didn't even know there was one out, and I picked it up. I was like great, and then I I, I seem to remember that Goblet of Fire came out around then too, but it might have been. When did All the Fire come out? What uh, year was 2000,
0: 2000, I think. 2000, 2001? Right okay, now. yeah.
1: It, it must have been. So I, I think I read Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets 99. And then that, like, maybe, actually, you know what? I think I read, I'm i pin this down now. This is, this is where it is. I got to pin down now. I read, I read Sorcerer's Stone in October or November of 99. And then I read Chamber of Secrets a few months later in 2000. And then I went, like I said, to my grandma's. For the summer for some of the summer and we walked in and there was three and four i didn't know that those were wow. out so <laughs> it wow. was yeah so it was yeah it was pretty cool it's a great it was a great summer because i had no idea and all of a sudden you had this like because prison of asking it was much longer than not much longer but it's longer right, than chamber of right. secrets and sorcerer's stone and then you, and then i see God of the fire next to it it's like this huge ridiculous gigantic book and i was like i'm gonna have to be so busy this summer <laughs> it's gonna be awesome um so yeah, it, it was the, yeah, right around 1999-2000 is when I read those the first time. So I yeah, I'm I'm ahead of you yeah, because I know you you, you wait till yeah, after it the was, first it movie. It was 2002.
0: So. Whenever I, June of 2002, whenever I picked yeah. up the first book, um, and yeah. it, you know, but they didn't all four books, um, were out at that time, and then Chambers, I'm sorry, uh, Order mm-hmm. of the Phoenix was, you know, gonna come out that next year. So of course, um, uh, yeah, I I remember picking it up and just being, being blown away by it. Did you ever think? that yeah. that it would be this big
1: um yeah well I did not this big maybe but I, I knew it would be not like theme park having big <laughs> but I thought it would be pretty I thought it would be big because I remember that um the reason that I read it is because my, my mom brought me bought me a copy and she said I've been hearing about this book all over the news and all over everything and it sounds really cool and yeah. you should read it and I said okay and I, I read everything but I read whatever I you know whatever was around me I, I read a lot of stuff um, but that was the first thing that really just it was it was unbelievable when I read it, and um, I couldn't get enough of it. And then after I found God with the Fire, just sitting in the you know Sam's Club, I I never missed another <laughs> book release. Like I knew like the exact date, and I got to count down the, the days, and it was like it was. I I, I I during those times I wish I could go back to the times where I didn't know the book was out, and I was just like I just walked into a store and it was there because it was excruciating waiting for Order of the Phoenix to come oh out. Oh my god! Like, yeah, I read so many rumors, pages, and like theories, and. The, the rumored titles like Harry Potter and the um something with a pyramid. Oh, the and pyramids of like, or like something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and there was the one about the green, uh, the green yes, eyed torch. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. <laughs>
1: and uh, I, oh yeah, man, and that, that was fun too, though. Like, like I, I miss those days where you could theorize like that. You know, it, it's like that was you could bring up, you know, Harry Potter, the green eyed torch, and it was like, oh man, what what could that mean? You know. Now it's like it's harder to do that now because one, there's no books, but two, it's like everything is so fact checked, so <laughs> it's so available. You know, it's just like God. everyone looks into everything. So, yes, but you know, I was cruising around on HPA or whatever back in the day, and it's like, it's like I see all these like crazy rumors. Yeah, <laughs> it was cool, but yeah, you be nostalgic now. I miss those hey, days. Those were fun. Those, hey, those you those know, fun I, times. I, I wish we go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, I wish we, I wish we podcasted back then because I, I that, that's one, one of my biggest, um, regrets i guess with with our with our show is that we we didn't get to d- get, didn't get to do the show before um or until after all the books right. were out and i really wish because you can't really th- theorizing about movies is one thing like oh what are they going to cut out what are they going to how are they going to change this that's not as fun but like theorizing you know before deathly Hall is about what's going to happen or who who's like what's where what the where the horror, where the horror at that all that kind of that's way more fun yeah you know yeah and, and we missed that I, train. I you know i do <laughs> so. miss
0: like i mean i wanted to do that before but it's just I, I, I guess we didn't we did get started uh, too late, you know, um, and that that's yeah. also one of the one of the small yeah. regrets that I have is you know I wish we'd have started the show a little bit sooner because you know who knows where, where mm-hmm. what we would have said. But
1: to to be fair though, I would have been like fourteen or fifteen. Right, months. right. <laughs> would have been well, hey, you were great, still pretty guess, young when
0: <laughs> we uh, when <laughs> we started Hogwarts Radio. You were sixteen.
1: That's true. I, yeah, I think I. Yeah,
0: that's true. <laughs> wow.
1: But I thought I was much smarter than I was at 16 and was, I was 15. That was, so.
0: that was a minute ago. That was a hot minute. That was 2008. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Golly. It's a, it's a Texas, a Texas minute. minute. That's what I
1: call it. Because, you know, like, again, yeah, like, like a New York minute is really short because it's going so fast. And Texas minute, like everything's bigger in Texas, so the minute is, like, really long. So I call it yeah. Texas minute. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, so – um. Yeah, like I so, said, I miss those. I miss those days, and that's why I, I hope she writes another book because it would be fun to do that again. But you still won't get like all the whole like oh you know, Harry Potter and the Green Knight Torch. Like we won't hear that. But but it got, it, it got so frustrating though because like it, the rumors were, were so were so bad you know around Order of the Phoenix um, Half life Prince time, and then the problem is that they people got really good at it, and then all of a sudden there were scans of pages for <laughs> Deathly Hallows, yeah. and I read them, and. And they were the right pages, so it just—it was. It yeah, sucked, yeah, man. it was.
0: um they had a lot of security issues really with sucked. the with the last couple of books. I can I still really remember love. the YouTube videos yeah. out there of people um, from the highway screaming "Snape kills Dumbledore." You know, that's oh, yeah, that. Man. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, come on, don't ruin the fun for everybody well, else.
1: I mean, I did something. I did something similar, not similar, but I um. My friend and I were really excited about Order of the Phoenix and uh, we were we, he and I both read all the rumors where we talked about talk about it and stuff and I was like oh like someone she's promised someone's big someone big is going to die someone important is going to die in this book um, so we we get the book and we're in it we're like in his room like kind of reading it but like sort of skimming it too like trying to get a feel I guess for what's going to happen and I, I skimmed ahead to like whatever pages I was like I was like oh it's Sirius that dies <laughs> what? And he's like what the hell man oh my god
0: horrible horrible
1: i do that a lot man like i i like when i read half-blood prince i was reading it and i would kept like kind of going back to other pages and like look like reading a couple sentences and I'd be like okay go back and i saw that dumbledore died so
0: golly i wouldn't see yeah, i i tried not I to spoil that. myself especially bad, with man. the with the last couple of books because i really wanted to know what was going to happen as mm-hmm. i was enjoying reading the novel so
1: yeah yeah, well, the last book kind of disappointed me when I read it the first time because I, I had read the MuggleNet book beforehand. And they, like all the theory – like I like there were things that if I hadn't read that book, I would, it would have come out left field for me. But because I'd read those theories already, I was like, well, I'm kind of <laughs> all let down, you know?
0: Yeah, I remember that <laughs> It kind that of book.
1: sucks that this, you know, a lot of this stuff was in this book. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. a nice
0: visit down memory lane. Oh, man. And, and hopefully yeah, we good. have the opportunity good to time. do that again in, in the future um, with, you know, another Wizarding World book series. We never know. You never know.
1: Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, the only thing I don't want is that you see, like, um, for example, the Fifty Shades of Grey author came out with a new book from the Grey's perspective. That's so lazy. Like, I don't want Jake Rowling to be like, oh, let's do the series now from Ron's perspective. Like, I don't, don't want to yeah. see that, you know what no. I mean? That's what authors do know. Like Stephanie Meyer did the same thing, like, oh, from Edward's perspective. Who I mean, who cares? So <laughs>
0: yep. Well but I was
1: um, just saying I want it to be new content, not like not the same yeah. over again.
0: Well before we jump into some Fantastic yeah. Beast movie news here, um you you weren't on the last mm. show and the last show we discussed, um the lead actors had been cast for newt Commander and um uh-huh. and poor pentina and i wanted to get your thoughts since you're, you know such a, a big film buff on eddie redmayne
1: i think I, I i really think he's gonna do a good job i think he's a good young british actor i think he's gonna be somebody that does a lot of good work i think that um, I, I i didn't see his, his movie where he was he won the academy theory of award for, of everything. Um, yeah uh, theory of everything but from yeah but from what i saw from him and from what i've been you know gleaning from him he's very talented he has a lot of potential and I, th- I i don't know i think to me i guess it depends on what the tone of the movie is going to be because i feel like it's going to be like a, like a like a fun like indiana jones type like like almost like goofy kind of movie but i could be completely wrong about that you know that's what a lot of people um, are saying is it's going to be like...
0: that kind of indiana jones kind of feel because mm-hmm. you know it, it's you're familiar with the characters from movie to movie and it's just not you know, th- yeah, sure there's a couple of things that continue, but it's not one continuous storyline.
1: I mean, if it's like that, I like the I like the pick less. If it's more of a um nuanced kind of uh, not complex, but um more of a darker kind of version, I don't know. I th- then then I like his pick. It depends on the, it totally depends on the story. If if it's again like a Steven spielberg um, you know, very goofy fun uh kind of movie like popcorn fun, then I don't know if I like him as much cuz he's not really like Big box right. office kind of material, but um, but I, I still think he's going to do a good job. No what about
0: what. Um, so. the actress cast for Porpentina, his wife, um, Catherine Waterston? I
1: I, yeah, I I saw her in a movie called The Babysitters. Um, it was a really small film, but I I thought she was very good in that. She's done a lot of smaller roles, but again, like a lot of indie stuff. So I don't know. I mean, it, yeah, it, it is definitely an unknown, but I love when they go with unknowns. Because they're the ones who get the who get the the best normally have the best performance no, not best but they have the um, performances that, that you that you think about the most after the movie's done because you haven't seen them like, like you know you've seen Brad Pitt do his Brad Pitt thing you know but if you got somebody in there who is not acted before and they come in with something unique or something that's interesting that is that is much yeah, more engaging yeah. you know so I like all with unknowns and and also because it gives people chances to be someone big in Hollywood in, in the movie industry when they. You know, maybe wouldn't have the chance. So yeah, I like I like the I like the cast. I think she is, like I said, I've seen her in not in not much, but I have seen her, and I think she is pretty good. So I I, I would be, uh, I'll be I'll be excited to see her how she pulls this off. And she, I don't know. Again, like she she was very good in the babysitter. She was very very good, very devious, very um sweet too. But it was it was an odd role, but a very complex role. But I yeah I think she can do a good job.
0: Well, we have some more casting rumors, and the most recent one is Ezra Miller. And, you know, of course, this, um, this comes out from Variety, and they're reporting that Ezra Miller, best known in the Harry Potter fandom for co-starring in The Perks of Being a Wallflower with yeah, Emma Watson, love that guy. might be eyeing a role in the franchise. And um, Well, but
1: here's my question, though. Is, she, is J.K. Rowling still sticking steadfastly to her British actor's rule?
0: No, and and it was confirmed – I don't know if it was officially confirmed, but I I was listening – I was actually listening to the latest episode of MuggleCast. And what what they had said on there was that um, through no set of confirmation whatsoever, this is not confirmed, uh, but it's that they are looking for an American actress – um, or actor, I, I I'm sorry if I got that completely wrong, but they had uh, they're looking for an American person to play a certain role in the film, mm. so they're not sticking strictly to, you know, the British actors in this series, yeah. which is I mean it's positive because, you know, it opens the the door for American exposure into the Harry Potter wizarding world.
1: I mean, I don't, I don't know if Americans need any more exposure to anything, but I guess, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, th- this guy, though, he's he is a great actor. I mean, he's actually going to be in The, the Flash. He's going to star as The Flash that comes out in a few years. So he's he's going to blow up pretty big. But he's he has a lot of – he's very – to me, he seems very versatile. He plays a lot of different roles, um, a lot of stuff that, again, under the radar, but it's – He's always very good, I, this far, as far as I've seen. Because I've seen him in um, Law and Order. He was in Californ- Californication, which he was very good in. He was in, of course, Perks Being a Wallflower. He's going to be in the uh, Madame Bovary uh, adaptation, which is... I mean, every role to me, all those roles are very different. So I'm excited to see what he does. But yeah, I hope they cast him.
0: It's rumored that he's going to play a character called Creedon. And he's a person with magical powers who, who encounters Newt Scamander when he stops in New York City... Um, to find and document magical creatures. Hmm. Now, in in the Variety story, it says, um, it, it also reports that Josh Gad, who voiced Olaf in Frozen, and Michael Sarah, who Ugh. are, I know, I know, who are both vying for the role of Jacob right now. Um, I, I don't know if I want to see Michael Sarah in this.
1: Well, uh, even Josh Gad, like, I, I, those two, see, again, this is where you get into the problem of, because Harry Potter, Harry Potter has been again all British, all a very certain kind of look. You know, it's it's it's. I don't see, I can't see Michael Sarah anything involved in in the Harry Potter universe or Josh Gad really. I really can't see it. That that to me then you're to, you're you're switching over to way too goofy. You know, he's
0: he he's gonna make Facebook in this in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> but but again, though, like if, if
1: you if you do that, those two—I mean, those two guys—just their faces alone, it's like that, Then you're going for a much different tone with the. You're movie. going
0: for a, yeah, a different feel. Like, um, like
1: like again, like like a summer romp kind of thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. To me, like like a guy like Ezra Miller is can do comedy, but he's also he also is very has a lot of good drama aspects to his acting. He also can, but his comedy is more subdued. And I guess Michael yeah. service is a subdued also, but it's it's like more of a goofy like kind of subdued. I don't know. I right, I, I would right. not. I would I would bet almost anything Michael Serra will not be in this movie. I think that's a really out there r- rumor. Josh Gad think- maybe, but but I I would be surprised if either of them are in this movie.
0: And, and again, these are rumors. Warner Brothers has no comment about them, yeah. so nothing is official as of yet. Uh, but a, a promising thing here—a variety called the casting of Eddie Redmayne before any of the other outlets. So, yeah, their uh, their information might turn out to be true. Never know. But we'll be sure to keep you updated as uh, new casting announcements are are going to be released.
1: Yeah. I mean, are, are you excited for this movie? I mean, off the record.
0: <laughs> I, no, no. Well, I mean, we can. Yeah, you, we can. We can put this on the record. Right. I am. I I I'm a little nervous. To tell you the mm-hmm. truth, I'm, I'm nervous because I don't know what to expect. Yeah. Um, in the in the Harry Potter series, you know, we had novel to go off of, but this it's it's kind of like it's just going to be another movie that you see in in uh, you know at the theater. You know, you're either going to like it or you're going to hate it. You know. Um,
1: well, I, I I feel like it's going to be I don't know I'm not excited about it really because I I don't feel any connection to it. I I, I don't I feel like it's I don't feel like it's gonna invoke the same feelings at all in me that any Harry Potter movie would. I feel like it's gonna be just a decent popcorn entertainment movie that you know I'll probably see once or twice and then not watch. You know, it's just, it, I don't know. I, I don't have any connection to it. I don't have any will to see it really. I,
0: that's why I'm nervous. Is, yeah. is I don't want to be disappointed with this because I don't. I don't want it to sour the the perception I have of the wizarding world. I mean, well, granted yeah. that, that Harry's story is, is over with and that was a, a certain place at a certain time and and things like that. Um, and that's already, you know, solidified and in my brain that's already, you mm-hmm. know, well in there. And and I feel that if they don't do this, at least this wizarding world justice, it could be a, you know, like a, um, a, a black mark on... The Harry Potter franchise, well, see, and thing. I, I don't want that to be.
1: I feel like they done such a good job of separating it from Harry Potter. Like it's a off, but it's, but I don't know. That to me, that's why I feel disconnected. I feel like it's not connected at all. It's like they're they're almost telling you this is not Harry Potter, so do not get excited like you're, like Harry Potter excited for this, you know. So I don't think I don't know if it'll damage anything, but I, I think I think it will. I don't know. It won't have to turn out that that all the other Harry Potter movies had, obviously. But I also I also don't think it's going to be. Again, I feel like it's going to be one of those like it's a fun series, but it's not going to be anything that changes the film landscape or, or does anything really, you know, of note.
0: Do you, Do you think people are expecting too much out of this, and they're going to have their hopes? Well, kind that's of a, that's, what I'm, saying, that's
1: what I'm saying. I hope people aren't getting the hopes up because I to me, I don't have any expectations for this movie at all. I, I when I go see it. I actually might not even go see it. If, if trailers don't look like something I'm interested in seeing, I'm not going to go see it. But I, I hope people don't get their hopes up because, again, I think people are associating it too closely with Harry Potter and assume it's going to be because of that great. But, again, you're, the reason that a lot of the Harry Potter movies, if you saw them without knowing the source material, source material behind it, might not, be what you, might not be any good, you know? But it has that huge backing behind it. This, though, doesn't have that. So you're going into seeing a story that you don't know anything about and hoping for the best, essentially. So I wouldn't. I don't, I don't know how that would be, make someone get their hopes up.
0: I kind of want to compare it to Jurassic World uh, for a moment, if I can. Okay. Um, you know, the Jurassic Park series was was classic. Uh, I mean, sure, the first yeah. movie was first was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, the second movie was was pretty darn good too. And then yeah. the third movie was just like they were trying. They felt like they should make a third movie, but it mm-hmm. just wasn't really. You know, it wasn't on fleek. Um, the with the Harry Potter uh, – with the with the Fantastic Beasts film mm-hmm. – um, I'm sorry. With Jurassic World that just came out, I feel like they were trying really, really hard in that movie. Um, I, I mean they were really trying hard with that movie. Yeah. I liked it. I enjoyed it. But it's not something that I want to watch over and over again.
1: See, I feel the opposite of you because what I feel like is um... – I feel like, and I hope this this carries on through Star Wars this year, because I feel like movie movie studios have gotten so good, at Marvel especially, and um, again, Jurassic World is a good example of of taking our nostalgia and being delicate with it, and do like um, doing right by our nostalgia and including all the things that we expect to see, but also taking off in new directions. So I love Jurassic World because I thought I thought it perfectly balanced. That old feeling of watching Jurassic, Jurassic Park, what the fans expect from Jurassic Park, but it also took you into a, a new avenue with it, you know. Yeah. So, so, yeah. but, but, but to me, it's kind of. I see, the, I see your comparison, but I feel like they're disconnected things. I feel like because Jurassic World is still a continuation of that, you have to, you have to, pay, uh, pay service to the first three or the first two movies, really. But for Harry, for Fantastic Beasts. You don't have to really lend any credence necessarily to the to the Harry Potter. It has nothing to do with it more or less, except the name and the author. But other than that, it has nothing to do with Harry Potter, really.
0: Well, in the Wizarding World, we right, can't but, forget but I mean, that.
1: But but it's but it's also a whole different side of the Wizarding World we've never seen before. It's because the only exposure we've had to, to, to you know the Fantastic Beast world like this is through Hagrid, and that's such a small portion of the books. The, to me, this is like this is this is more. Um, I don't know, it's way more disconnected to me than like a Jurassic World because you're seeing a totally different side of it than we've ever seen before. So it could be great. It could also be really either boring or, or not engaging or just bad overall. But I, I do think, again, I think a lot of studios have gotten really good at making making sure their their movies that are going to make a lot of money are well-protected and well-made. Because Jurassic, Jurassic Park 3, it's like... They're just like, well, let, let's make a Jurassic Park. And then there's a lot that goes into it, but they didn't really check on it. It's just like kind of just like let them, you know, whatever. It'll make it'll make money. And they got cocky with it. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, right. you, think you, see, you see dinosaurs and it's going to be a big thing. But I think nowadays studios are way more protective of that. And they've gotten much better at figuring out. Well, how, yeah. Make a movie as tight as possible.
0: I mean, even Universal, I, the the, uh, the the studio that has that has uh, all three Jurassic, Park, all four Jurassic Park movies, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and I I agree with you, yeah. Jurassic World, they did it really delicately, and they 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 had that perfect balance there. Mm-hmm. And Universal, that's something that Universal has gotten very very good at because they've mm-hmm. done that with you know another franchise, the Fast and the Furious franchise, where they're delicate with you know with with the work, but at the same time they go off in different directions as you were saying sure. so i i th-
1: i think though the real model for what we've been seeing in movies lately is um marvel i think marvel has done since iron man came out they've done the best job of of adapting these stories into the modern world but but making them engaging so I, I actually i think now they're kind of formulaic it's kind of like you have the same kind of characters the same kind of jokes the same um storylines overall the same big battle at the end but you start out with iron man and it, and it It becomes such an engaging story, but it also and and, and it's great and a great introduction for new fans, and also it satisfies the old fans. So that's the kind of balance you got to find with Fantastic Beasts. But the problem is you don't have again the the support behind you of well, this was a beloved book series. You know, it's just a spinoff of a beloved of a beloved book series. That no, almost no one read the Fantastic beast book. You know, like you, you you buy it and then you put it in your on your shelf, and it's a right. little collecting. You know, it's like completes your set, but it's not a beloved book. You know, yeah, yeah. And it's gonna have almost nothing to do with the book. So,
0: well, I mean, it, and it's more of a that's more of a a reference, a piece of reference. Right, Encyclopedia. Yeah, yeah. For
1: sure. yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm. If the trailers look good, I will see it. If the reviews are good, I'll see it. But right now, my interest level is is rather low for it. Um, well, I mean,
0: it, I'm sure as time comes around, the release, you're going to get more excited. It's hard to get know. excited about it right now. It really is. I don't know.
1: I'm excited about Star Wars. I've been excited about Star Wars for a year. So, I don't know. I mean, if, if there's a new, if they made like, again, like, J.K. Rowling wrote, you know, the, another Harry Potter series and they were coming out with a new movie, that I would be really excited for that already. I don't what know. if,
0: okay, what if they had a casting and this is, this is going out way out to left field, but what if they cast somebody a young Albus Dumbledore would you get excited then because that would be bringing in no I think
1: I think it would be such a small small role I wouldn't be that excited okay I I would I mean it might be it might be a little bit like a little bit funny to see that or a little bit you know cute or whatever but I don't I wouldn't be that excited about it now
0: see Dumbledore and Grindelwald just arguing walking down the street
1: (laughs) I'll probably end up seeing it but I'm just I'm not super jazzed about seeing it so
0: we'll see we'll see later on yeah Later on, in the next year and a half or so. Sure. Uh, our last news story we have for everybody today: Bloomsbury UK is to release new Harry Potter adult hardback editions. Hardbacks. That's that's oh, exciting God. because not only are we getting new covers with these, which, by the way, the art the artwork looks amazing.
1: I don't know why you call them hardbacks by the way it's just hardcover. <laughs> but well, it's okay. a
0: art, I mean it's... hard. Yeah, hardcover. Hardback. It sounds
1: like a like a uh, dragon from Harry Potter. Like, oh, the hard, the the the, the Norwegian hardback, like, like the Harriton hardback.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, I mean, of course, um, big news the other day from Bloomsbury UK that the uh, successful Harry Potter book night would once again be taking place next February. Um, they uh, they also revealed that there's going to be a new uh, hardcover adult editions of the complete series coming in August. August, uh, you can uh, pre-order now, and, and they come out August thirteenth. But um, I, I'm I'm excited for this because they, they've done okay. They've done like re-releases and, and new covers and everything, but nothing has been the hardcovers. Nothing's been the hardback editions, and that's something that I want. I mean, as a as a as a book collector, I want the hardback. Harry Potter series because mm. I, you know, that's that was my ex- first exposure to the Harry Potter series, was in the hard, the hardcover editions. So I, you know, I want to update my bookshelf. Um, and I'm excited about this. This is something that I might just get. You know, I, I have
1: never owned a hardcover copy of the, of the first two books. Really? I'm ne- never have owned one. Oh, wow. Um, well, because, you know, I don't know why. I mean, mary, Mary's mary got them, but I, like I said, well, because I, I got the first one as a paperback, and, of course, my parents bought the cheaper version of the paperback, which I don't blame them. But also, it's like, I, I, I've never even, I've never even, I think I've held the Sorcerer's Stone hardback edition once, and, like, I opened it, but that was it. I never read from one. I've ne- I have don't think I've ever held a Chamber of Secrets hardback in my life, hardcover. I keep saying hardback because of you. I've never held a Chamber of Secrets hardcover <laughs> in my life before. So um, it'd be nice to have a complete set, but, but to me, I... Uh, yeah, it's it's cool to get new sets, but I, c- I could never read my read Harry Potter on any other with any other covers or any other um, you know font or chapter art or whatever than the Grand U.S. Tree. Yeah, than the U.S. Yeah. editions. I I can't I can't do it. Like it, it just it feels like I mean I re- I read um i read I've read the, I read the Kindle Kindle editions uh, a year ago when I read through the series again in the summer, and that was good. But again, it was all the same um, artwork and it was all the same everything. It's all the same feel. I couldn't I couldn't do it if it was. Completely different, you know.
0: The, these covers look really beautiful. They're designed yeah, by definitely. they're they're illustrated by Andrew Davidson. Um, and they're they're black and white, but yeah. uh, except for the uh, the font, you know, J.K. Rowling, Harry Potter, and the Philosopher's Stone. Right. Um, you know, it's in a uh, two different colors there, but the the covers, um, they're. They look hand drawn. looks mm-hmm. It looks. I love it. I love the first one. Uh, it has the Hogwarts Express with the castle in the background and yeah. so much detail. Really going into these, um, Chamber Secrets is, is mm. another really cool one. Um, it, again, it has a school and what does it? it look like? A like a forest, something mm. growing around it. It's um, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban has a beautiful drawing of Buckbeak, and y- there's so much detail in this that. You know, you can, you can see each individual feather that he has on there. Again, they are in black and white, but just the artistry going into this. Um, Goblet of Fire looks really mm-hmm. cool. has the dragons. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What does Order of the Phoenix have? It has a stag, the Patronus, yeah. and the Dementor, of course. And then, oh, wow, uh, half Lit Prince has the Dark Mark overlooking the Astronomy Tower, mm-hmm. which is... Uh, Pretty cool, and yeah. then uh, Deathly Hallows uh, has a picture of I'm assuming Nagini um, at Hogwarts, and the snake has its mouth open. Oh my gosh, this looks frightening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks cool. Hey, um, I'm excited. Uh, again, you can uh, pre-order now on Amazon, um, and they're going to be released on August 13th. So. Yeah. You know, well,
1: I, always like these, I always like these new additions. Like, like I like the edition where all the the spine was Hogwarts. I I, I thought those were really cool editions. They look nice, but I like I said, I just can't do it.
0: Yeah, you you know, I picked up. Uh, I was at my local Barnes and Noble, probably like a year ago uh, when yeah. they had just released. It was uh, the covers designed by Kazu Kabushi, and yeah. he was at that store. Like a week before, and he had signed a bunch of copies. Huh. Well, you know, as a Harry Potter Harry Potter fans, you know they we, they want to snag up as much as they can. But there yeah. were some left over, um, so I think I picked up was it Deathly Hallows and Order of the Phoenix that were signed by him. Wow! So nice. yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. those are the only Harry Potter books I have signed. Yeah, um, it's pretty cool. It's real nice.
1: Yeah, I, I um, yeah, I I just I need to get hardcovers of the first two eventually. I really do. I, I don't know why I don't have it. It's really bad. But
0: <laughs> Would you ever, I mean, mean, I know that you just said that you wouldn't ever go to, you know, a, another edition or anything like that. But I mean, come on, right. you, as a, you know, as an, I'm, I know you read, I know you read a lot. And I know you read the Harry Potter series a lot. It, wouldn't you want to have that updated, Um, those updated covers for your bookshelf?
1: Uh no, my bookshelf is not allowed in any parts of the house where people can see it. So, <laughs> so no, um, I wouldn't. No, um, you know what? I I I I don't I don't care much about those kind of things. I I really care. Honestly, I like the older editions of books better. Like like I'll go say I go to, um I'll go to Goodwill to buy a, a copy of a like a 1970s copy of Catcher in the Rye rather than going to. You know, Barnes and Noble or Amazon or whatever, and getting a new copy that looks all... I, I, I like the I like the character of the older copies, and that's why I like the Harry my Harry Potter editions because I remember where I was when I read this part. I remember that that little stain right there is when I um I spilled like a little thing of milk or whatever, a dot of milk on there. I actually I don't, I don't drink milk, so it wasn't milk, but it was you know, it's like, <laughs> like 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 or or, there, or like you know, say my Goblet of Fire. There's um I used to have this bookmark thing, and you would put it it was like a, a, a solid metal one and you'd put it in um in the page and it would like it would like go over the top of the page and then there's like these little indents there from where i put that and i remember i remember that when i when i read it it's, it's it's all about like the the bringing you back to that moment you know what i mean so um so no i wouldn't care i wouldn't care about the look of it cuz not on display but two I just I, I like i like seeing a book that has been well loved i guess
0: That's a good way of putting it well loved i like that yeah yeah, I like it too. <laughs> all right, so all right, is that is that that that's all the news? Is that all we got. Yeah, that's all we have. Well, we, let's let's play a game. Right. Why not? Why not? Yeah, let's play, let's play a game. Um, we're gonna play Avada Kedavra, Amortentia, Imperio. It's basically the wizarding version okay. of Screw Mary, Kill. So your uh, right, your first three, ahead. you have to decide. Of course, to new listeners of the show, you have to decide which one you're gonna kill, which one you're going to make you fall in love with you and then which one you're gonna imperio them and do their bidding um so your three grayson are cho chang millicent bullshrode and uh, and madame maxine
1: right, oh so it was she gonna be madame maxine every single time you be madame maxine no no i don't
0: <laughs> I, I swear i don't i swear i don't
1: all right hold on. It's, so it's it's cho chang millicent bullshrode madame maxine yeah I mean that's that's pretty easy. I mean I would obviously I would want to Amortentia Cho Chang because one she's described as being very beautiful. Two, <laughs> she she's a Ravenclaw and I don't like that. Three, Millicent Bulstrode and Madam Maxine are not lookers, nor is Madame Maxine my size. So I would I would have to go Cho Chang just by default the most, and then also by default I would need to kill Millicent, Millicent Bulstrode because again she. The, the the advantage with imperioing uh, Madame Maxine is that she is, she's large, so I can imperio imperio her to do things like open a huge door, throw somebody out of a club I'm in. Um, I can have her, I could have her, uh, I don't know, punch through a wall for me, you know that kind of thing. Like she, she can do things that Mills and is just a, no- a girl, a normal human being, all that. But Madame Maxine is a giant. So you giant just host, have her sorry. You, you'd have her so be she your, could,
0: your your bodyguard basically.
1: Right, like like the, like that douchebag guy in that show. Um what's that show? With, with the guy that the uh, big Black or whatever. Who what was it? What's that show? That stupid Rob uh Robin Big, yeah. So I'd be Rob, she'd be Big in that scenario. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's what it would be. <laughs> wow. All right. Um you're 3. Let's go with um Ezra Miller, uh, Eddie Redmayne, and uh, Michael Sarah. Dude, you give me three guys. <laughs> yeah, you get you get Mad at a Magazine every single time, so I'll, I'll give you three dudes. At
0: least, at least I get, okay. it's a quality
1: day, Terrence. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, you know what? I'll kill. I, I mean, I'm love wins. Have, I'm, gonna to, uh, I'm gonna have
0: to. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna tension all three of them. Then no. Um, <laughs> no, you know what? I would. Okay, so Avada Cadaver, Ezra Miller, you're out of there. Um but what? really yeah yeah. yeah. Wow. Is, What's is your reasoning gone. behind that? Um it, because I can. That's <laughs> that's my basic reasoning. <laughs> All right. Um because that's I don't right. have any other good fit for him, that's why. Um I would have okay. to amortentia um I would have to amortentia Eddie Redmayne. You know, make him fall okay. in love with me because that obviously is what I'm supposed to deal with that potion, Um, and you know, but but why him though? I, 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 you know, I love me some Eddie Redmayne. Why not? Um, fair enough. In fact, he was he was just outstanding as Stephen Hawking, you know, and Mm. uh, and he was also in Jupiter Ascending. Yeah. And then I would have to imperial Michael Michael One because he's a fast talker, and yeah, I mean, he fast talkers can get you out of basically anything. So, I would just... I guess. All
1: right. That's fair enough, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get to this week's Fantastic Beast of the Week. And this week, we have... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This week, we have... That's the noise I do for the
1: Fantastic Beast. (laughs) Right,
0: right. (laughs) This week, we have a gnome. And a gnome, or a garden gnome, is a magical creature commonly known uh, to infest the gardens of wizarding households it has a ministry of magic classification as double x um so meaning you know people can you can deal with it it's pretty easy to deal with the they're found throughout europe and north america and a gnome in the muggle world is an inanimate statue that looks like a small father christmas i know i just got my dad one for father's day um, gnomes can yeah. reach a size of approximately one foot, making them smaller than Erklings, if you know what an Erkling is. And they're usually brown in color and have disproportionately large heads, so they kind of look like Grayson. Um, make- <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say you, but then you Making them look like potatoes yeah. with legs. Uh, their feet are hard yeah. and bony, and they do not look like anything uh, from the garden gnomes uh, of Muggles, which, according to. Ron Weasley, and it's where they get to the Father Christmases uh, with fishing rods. They live in burrows underground known as Gnome Holes, Gnome Holes, not Gnome Holes, where they dig up and eat the roots of plants, creating little heaps of earth around gardens, a lot like moles, and it causes really bad damage to them. That's why Harry, Ron, and the, uh, the Weasley siblings have to get rid of them in Chamber of Secrets, if you guys remember that. Mm-hmm. So that's this week's Fantastic yeah, Beast of the Week, and um, <laughs> and we look forward to uh, seeing gnomes in the films. I hope we do. I'm sure we will, at least. Okay, well, it's about that time to get out of here, and hey, it's been a lot of fun this week. I ha- I've had a lot of fun. Nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's another Hogwarts Radio in the can, right? Sure. I always have a blast doing this show. It's it's great. It's great. We get to sure. you know, we get to sit around and, and talk for about an hour each uh, each week or whenever we record, and it's you know it's it's great. It's great to sit here and visit and talk about each week, each, It's it's right. Malaria. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to remind you that next episode, episode one seventy, is going to be in two weeks because I'm going on vacation. We're going to take next week off and stuff like that. But that's a great time for you to catch up on some shows that you may have missed
1: also subscribe to the podcast on itunes just search hogwarts radio we would really appreciate it if you could rate and review us it only takes a minute and really helps get exposure to our show
0: you can also follow us on twitter at twitter.com slash hogwarts radio and like us on facebook facebook.com slash hogwarts radio we have an instagram account too and our username there is at hogwarts radio
1: and if you have a question rebuttal or comment we want to hear from you Send us an email to staff at hogroatsradio.com. We will either respond or read your message on the show.
0: Well, apologies to everybody, but we are out of time this week. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. I'm Terrence Pinkston.
1: And I'm fucking exhausted. And
0: we'll be back in two <laughs> weeks for another fun-filled episode. That was nostalgic. I love that. Aww. Yeah.
1: Foxy. Yeah. you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Bye-bye, everybody.
1: <laughs> Goodbye.
0: That was bloody brilliant. Cardswap.